Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? Oh my, you asshole. <laughs> We're getting not, kicked off the air. They're not Mindy's cupcakes, but they're pretty no. good laced potato chips. Oh man, the uh, this is terrible radio. I think the listeners have probably had to turn down their car stereos because JD decided to take a bite of a potato chip right as I was introducing him. <laughs> I was setting that up for like a good five minutes. I was waiting for that. You know that's bullshit because last week I I I tried to do a show with just my face. I tried to have wear a green shirt in front of a green screen and be a floating head, kind of like oh god, what was that? Uh, I think it was an old Carson skit or something like that, or a Conan skit. Um, Conan's where, kid, yeah, yeah. The, Conan, yeah, Conan's kid. I try to do that, and you're like, no, I'm a professional. Uh, I can't sully my reputation with this, so you have to straighten up, Gilbert. Mike, I'm an educator. Do as I say, don't do as I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like my, you know, because I, I work in uh, occupational health and safety for the military. Mm-hmm. And safety people are usually the worst at like wearing their PPE and stuff like that. It's always a do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, type of, uh, yeah type I'm, I'm fine. I know what I'm doing. You need to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how's everything going, man? How's your week been, dude? So busy. Like something's got to go. Like, um, I've been putting in 13, 14 hour days at school, and I was not anticipating that when I took the job. So it's like, uh. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, to be quite honest with you. So, I mean, like, um, I do a lot of extracurriculars, and I just need to uh, prioritize. But have faith. Brace for Impact is super important to me. I ain't going anywhere. Yes, yes. Uh, brace for Impact. Until we get fired, which could happen any day now. I I just I, always expect that I'm going to get I, fired. So I anticipate it. <laughs> this problem's going to work itself out, actually. Ch- chances are I will say something stupid, which is I've been known to do and capable of doing. And Garrett will just be like, look, guys, it's not working out. <laughs> I'm anticipating every week. I'm like, what can we say to get ourselves in trouble this week? Oh, we got away with it for another week. Eventually, Garrett will listen to the show and be like, hey, you guys are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he might uh, make, uh, you know, uh, Jeremy and uh, Justin Nipper host the show because he wants to keep the Impact content. He's like, JD and Mike got to go. Dude, Justin was watching Impact today. I saw in the fight community I, group. He's talking about the show. I'm like, yeah. you're watching he started, Impact on purpose? Yeah, Justin started a thread. I know. Uh, but, hey, Justin's on our side. He actually went on the air and explained uh, to his co-host um the great Fumi well, uh, Saido. The great Fumi Saido, uh that Impact is still in business because Fumi had no idea. He did not know that Impact was still in business. Is it bad when <laughs> one of the top pro wrestling historians has no clue your company is still around? I I would say that's not a good sign, but um Fumi I think is more you know, he's very you know, he's obviously located in Japan. He's focused yes. in that world, so he yes. probably only the biggest stuff is gonna make it to him. So impact is probably not on his radar. Um, and Impact, they haven't done a show in Japan since like that god awful Bound for Glory they did uh, there at oh, the Korokan Hall. I forgot yeah, they did Bound for Glory at Korokan. Dude, it was with Mudo's promotion. Yeah, uh, Wrestle One. Re- Wrestle One. They did a joint show there, and it was not good. It was probably one of the worst shows in TNA history. Wrestle One wasn't. I mean, there was some fun stuff. I shouldn't say it's not. I know John LaRocca loved Wrestle One. There's some good talent in Wrestle One. Um, Sonata came out of Wrestle One. Big yeah. Shitaro Ishino fan over here. But um yeah, it was Wrestle One. You know, mm-hmm. I get why they wanted to align themselves because you wanna you wanna do business with Muto. And for those who uh who disqual who like who try to dismiss the importance of the great Muta, I point you to his retirement show ticket sales. 
they're doing well. Like seven thousand for front row or something like that. Yeah, is what Justin was telling us. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy, man. Um, well, hey, uh, speaking of Japan, let's go ahead and get into uh, get into the show on BTI. Yui Mora defeated Raj Singh. And Yuya, that Yuimura. was talking Yuya Yuimura. Uh That's so I I don't like to mispronounce people's names, and if I say his name too fast, I stumble. So I just I'm going with last name on that deal, just so I don't sound stupid. I don't want to insult him or uh, or the Japanese people with my uh, lack of intelligence. A lot of a lot of ya sounds in that name, so I, I get that. Yeah, very very trippable. Yeah, Yuya Yuimura. Um That's kind of that's a, that's a really cool wrestler name. I would say it is actually I like that. Yeah, just, yeah. You, but anyway. You're just, you're gonna get used to saying that name a lot. Yes. Well, well, and and as we uh, as we heard on uh, Impact, he's gonna be uh, sticking around a little bit. Okay. Um, let me go ahead and go to. Should we? You know, let's top of the show. Let's go ahead and hit some breaking news. How about it? Breaking news. Breaking news. Hello. All right. Well, breaking news. This news comes to us from Gerard. Big new distribution deal, Ryan, uh, who, uh, man, our guy, Gerard, by the way, congrats to Gerard. He got yeah. a gig with all with body slam.net. Um, and he, I think in, he's been there for two weeks and I'm pretty sure he has posted more articles than I posted in two years for fight game media. He has been just knocking them out left and right. He loves this company. I mean, this is a dude who just loves Impact Wrestling and is the perfect guy to write for a place like Body Slam because he's going to put in the work because he cares, man. He truly yeah. cares about the health and the future of this company. Yeah, and this is a, a for love of the game type yeah. of situation. So um, he, he's strictly doing this because he wants to promote Impact and promote people who like Impact and, and get the word out. He's always uh, you know telling people how to watch and things like that. Um, cause me, you know, our friend Larry in the fight game media group, he's like, I still don't know how to watch impact, even though he DM'd me like a month ago. And I explained it to him in detail. He posted in the, in the thread. I don't know how to watch impact. So I just hit, I typed in google.com to him and just sent that to him. <laughs> so here, here's, here's how you watch impact, sir. You Google yeah, it. <laughs> funny. You mentioned our good friend, Larry Sternshine. He actually messaged me today saying, yeah. um, do you guys actually like the show that you cover? Because I guess he's never listened to us before, which is heartbreaking. Yeah. But yeah, he goes, do you guys actually like the show you cover or do you wish you were covering another show? And I'm like, I said, we're fair. I said, we're tough, but fair on the show. When it's yeah. good, we praise. When it's not good, we'll we'll bury a little bit. But I think we're we're fair and we generally like I mean, if I, I can't do a show that I hate. If I had to do no. a show that I hated, I couldn't do it. They don't they don't pay me enough money here to do to hate watch something. I don't no. have that in me. So me if I didn't like Impact, I wouldn't be doing this show. There's been episodes I didn't like, but for the most part, you know, I I believe that this should be a fun show. People want to come here because they like Impact. Um, and then if you don't like Impact, you're gonna listen to us because we try to entertain you. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want this is not going to be a hate filled I hate watching show. That's not what we do here. No. That's not, um, and, and that's never going to be. A sh if I get to a point where I don't like this product anymore, I will quit. Like legit, I'll, I'll do something. Like we'll have, it'll be the Mike and JD show, and we're going to watch 1984 South or some shit. Like that's Ooh. what we're going to do. <laughs> I would like. Well, that. I, I probably shouldn't tell you that because you would probably want to just do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like. Um, I did not like, I loved Impact in 2016. I've like sung the praises of the, the Corrigan era of Impact much. I thought it was a really good era for the company. I did not like the Jeff Jarrett return stuff and I stopped watching no, for a long time. So yeah. if I don't, if I don't like a show, I don't watch. And, you know, <clears throat> we can be critical on Impact because that's literally our job. So I mean, like, 
I could probably I'm, I probably go harder on it than most shows because it's literally what, what we get paid to do. I mean, like, but I don't think yeah. we we I don't think we hate watch or we're overly critical. You know, I just think we're no, no. fair. I yeah, and I think um, Larry was referencing another show on the network where maybe they're being oh, a little bit overly negative. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I'm not going to talk about the show that he might. Be oh, I didn't know about, that. But I, <laughs> yeah, so I, I oh, think whoops. that's what he's referencing. Yeah. And so, because I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but Larry's Larry's a good guy. He he's coming to Hawaii, but he's going to go to a different island, so we can't connect. I was hoping to have coffee with him or something. But, Adding been to Hawaii, that's tough. You're like, oh, I'm going to Hawaii. Oh, where are you going? Oh, the Big Island. Oh, I'm on Oahu. Like, I mean, it's not yeah. like it's a hop, skip, and that's, a jump. Like, you got to like travel. No. Yeah, no, it's like it. It probably cost me like two hundred dollars to get over to go have a cup of coffee with them, you know. So I don't uh, like anyone that much. I'm not going no. to visit anyone for two hundred bucks. <laughs> no, no. But anyway, we hit the breaking news button, JD. Oh, before yeah. we got sidetracked. <laughs> um, yeah, we we got uh, we got um, a couple of big new signings. Uh, two that I'm specifically that I'm pretty excited about, and then we're bringing in some uh, some old faces that that we've that we've probably saw a long time ago. Um, a a new face to impact, but a face that was on Ring of Honor for a very long time. Um, but the first one, I would Not say really probably, yeah, yeah. Well, it's covered. Um, I, I would say the um, the Fine one work. that that impact made the most um, hoopla about was uh, the returning or the return of Joe Hendry. He is now signed to the company. He got the graphic, he got the impact graphic, uh, and he got an intro video. He Joe Hendry is signed, and uh, we're going to cover it on the show. But he had one of the great intro videos of all time uh, to to reintroduce a character that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but Joe Hendry, what what are your thoughts on Joe? First of all, I did the bit with the eating. Now I got chips stuck in my teeth. It was a terrible idea. Um, I thought the video was absolutely hilarious. The graphic yes. was great because I don't remember any anyone getting a graphic aside from like Gunner back in the day. Like so, it, it was very tongue in cheek to another place, and I laughed out loud like seven times during this yeah. like two minute video. Like it was really good. Um, I'm excited. I think having Joe Henry back is great. I think he's a good underutilized talent. Yeah, I, I, he's a very entertaining guy. Yeah. Um, I think I think he's really committed to doing more comedy wrestling, even though he has like a yes. legit sh- he has a legit shoot background. And so when I saw the I saw the graphic before I actually watched the video because the graphic popped up in the chat mm-hmm. and it goes, Oh, impact signed Joe Hendry. And then when the the intro video comes on, I didn't know that was for Joe. I thought it was for something else, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever I saw the graphic for it, I was like, oh, Joe Hendry, he was funny in 2019. Him and Grado had a, had a funny act. Uh, at one point, he sang a song about Winter having sex with her uh, pirate brother, which was referencing a Paul Burchall skit from early, mid-2000s uh, WWE SmackDown, uh, which uh, which cracked me up. But other than that, he didn't really do much. And then he w- It was WWE's incestuous period when they were flirting yeah. incest. Yeah. TV-14. Yeah, which is something that Vince McMahon was oddly curious about. Anyway, moving on. Disturbingly, disturbingly. Uh, d- disturbingly, yeah. Mo- mo- moving on um, before, we, again, we get fired. Um, <laughs> um, so he he was in Impact like 2018, 2019. He ends up leaving to Ring of Honor, and then the pandemic hits, and he shut down for a while. He doesn't get picked up by anybody. It looks like he's got his visa, and, and he's back at Impact, and he's back doing the the singing character that he did before that I always thought was funny. Um, what are your thoughts on the singing character? Or would you rather him him be doing more of a, a serious Joe Hendry? So I was out for this for uh, 2018, 2019, right? I I kind of yeah. came back in. Kenny Omega brought me back. So um right. 
I missed a lot of this run. So when you guys were talking about it in the chat, I was like, Joe Henry did a singing character? Because I remember him in yeah. Ring of Honor. And I was like right. surprised to see that. So um, it's all new to me. And I, I, excuse me, I laughed. But I do wonder if maybe we have too many comedy characters right now. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, but know. you know, it it just it just depends. So they've just introduced him. I mean, you can do a hybrid comedy could. and serious. You can go back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. You can be a funny babyface that can kick ass. I didn't see that in this clip that we saw. I don't. I didn't see that. That's what we're gonna get. But I guess we could because he legit has a shoot background. Like he has mm -hmm. like you know amateur MMA fights and stuff like that. He's a pretty well trained guy, uh, and he was looking pretty uh pretty swole too. Um, he's he got did those, look good. Uh, yeah, he's got those good pharmaceuticals in the in the UK. He's uh, pretty jacked. So, um, yeah, shh. Uh, he he looked he looked great. So, um, tell me, wrestlers do drugs? Not anymore. <laughs> uh, Velveteen Dream said everybody's doing them. So um, anyway, <laughs> not to get not to get sidetracked Fuck on that. Scarface one. over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we got another guy coming in. Um, Delirious. Uh, Oye of Ring of Honor fame. Um, the former Booker of Ring of Honor, who essentially tanked the company and had it sold to Tony Khan, is coming into Impact. Hopefully, is only a wrestler. Um, you know way more about Ring of Honor than I do. Uh, what are your thoughts on Delirious? At least coming in as a wrestler. What do you think? He's okay. I mean, like they talked about, they really suckered us. They're bringing in this former Ring of Honor champion. Nobody yeah. had Delirious. No, I did not have. Mm, no, um, I did not have that one on my bingo card. He's, he's older now. He's you know probably a little beat up. I'd say. Um, the what here's what bothers me is Delirious is he's Hunter John, Hunter Johnson. So if you hear anybody talk about Ring of Honor booking and they mention the name Hunter Johnson, that's Delirious. He was the booker of Ring of Honor for a long time. I want to say after Cornette, yeah, or is yeah. Adam Pierce? He he might have he might have been after Adam Pierce. I forget the exact timeline, but he was the booker of Ring of Honor during the upswing in ring of honor right when in the like 2015 to like 2019 he was booking but let's be real like um ring of honor was not a product people watched for its storylines he was one of the most lazy uninspired bookers i've ever seen he was replaced by marty Skrull, and people were very excited about it before marty turned out to be a statutory rapist and then hunter yes. johnson got the book back and it was the pandemic and it was a nightmare <laughs> anyway um the only reason I don't like this, because I, I we can be a little hard on the booking sometimes, but one thing I can say about Impact is it's never boring, right? Ring right. of Honor under Hunter Johnson, often the TV specifically, under Hunter Johnson was boring a lot mm. of the time. Like anything that happened was a New Japan adjacent, right? Yeah, well, so with I think without New Japan in that, well, you know, because they had the Young Bucks and Omega, and the Young Bucks yeah. and Omega were very hot on the. Not ABC. really, not really. Omega, Omega did not make nearly as many Ring of Honor appearances no. as people think. I meant I meant to say Cody. I'm sorry. So oh, oh, yeah, Young Bucks, there. Young Bucks, and Cody. Omega came in with New Japan and did some tours with them, but it wasn't. And he did make their business bigger whenever he showed up. Like the percentage increase was very good. I remember the big story back in the day, but uh, he had the bucks and Cody and they were just hot on the Indies. So everywhere they went, they, they did pretty well. Um, but I, I think he was, they did well. And probably in spite of him, would you say that's probably pretty I true? I think that is accurate because like, yeah, the Bucks got popular doing their own stuff, right? Yeah. They got they became really popular with PWG. And this, if you wanted to watch the Young Bucks, the best place to do it was Ring of Honor, right? Like I went to Ring of Honor shows in Chicago just 
just to watch the Young Bucks and Cody got there and Hunter Johnson didn't come up with the 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 ring of honor that Cody wore everywhere. A lot of the MJF shit Cody was doing before he did. So like Cody yeah. Cody heel run and ring of honor. Great stuff, by the way, if you have a chance to give to ever watch it. I'm oh, not very, with, very good. Very, very good. Um, this is why people like he, he, he can't be a heel. I disagree with you. You should watch that. Uh, I don't like this because I don't believe he just is coming in to do a shot. I hope it's just my paranoia. Because he also is going to bring his girlfriend with him. And Mandy Leone's terrible in every way, shape, and form. Ugh. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not thrilled. Hopefully it's just a match that we can get. I mean, like of all the people you can book, Delirious is a weird call to me. It, it feels very political. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know. He, the guy's been out of wrestling. He obviously didn't get picked up by Tony Khan. Tony Khan wanted nothing to do with the guy. Um, and that seems to be guys who Impact is going after. It's like, hey. Are you on WWE or AEW's radar? No. All right, come on in. And so they got Joe Hendry and uh, I. But I, Joe Hendry signed. Get Delirious might be a, yeah. Delirious might be a one shot, right? Delirious that might be a one shot deal. I don't know. Um, I would hate to be presumptuous to think that he's coming in for a, a backstage gig. Shane Taylor does a job to Crazy Steve, and they're bringing and Grant Delirious is going to do a job too. But it's much higher profile. It's weird and they, to me. Weird. And they they built him up in that speedball skit, which was terrible. They, they, they built they, they they built him up as like a Ring of Honor legend. That's what right. If that's what I'm saying, the whole thing feels very political because it's even in Ring of Honor, Delirious wasn't taken seriously. Like yeah. he was just on the show occasionally. I mean, he's the booker. Mm-hmm. Like he he at least I'll say this for for Delirious, he did not book himself at the center of his promotion. That's good. I'll, I'll that's say good. that for him. <clears throat> Yeah, well, <clears throat> hopefully, hopefully he's coming in just to, just to have this match, or maybe uh, come in every now and then and not uh, not tank the booking uh, further than it's already been tanked lately. Um, oh no, but- no, 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 no! Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor, like especially when they all left, much worse than than what we've got here in Impact. Much. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so we we hit to the the, the main card, um, and we got Speedball Mike Bailey defeating uh, Mosca Dorada. To retain the X Division Championship, and I really liked this match. I yep. thought this was very good. Great um, match. After, after, yep. After the match was over, Kenny King ran down and took Dorada out and hit a royal flush on Bailey. Uh, they're still working that feud there, but uh, would so yeah, great match, man. Great um, match. And then it looks like that might be it for Dorada because I think he debuted on AEW this week, right? He did. He did some stuff with Dark, so it wouldn't surprise. I mean, like he's not. I don't know. He's doing the freelancer guy thing, so it wouldn't surprise me yeah. if he sticks around here. Does Dark? Does Impact? Like the company has a working relationship, despite chairs flying in the Joe Henry video. <laughs> the company does have a working relationship. Okay. At least they did. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get to that, man. I wish we had the rights to that video. Like, I should email Ross and be like, "Can you just give me the rights? Because I want to play it, and I want to I want JD and I to run commentary over." I laughed it. so hard. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. It was, yeah, Joe Henry. Yeah, our friend Joe Pearl, Joel Pearl, sorry, Joel Pearl from a Fightful, me and him had a conversation. He was like, this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened. So uh, I, I thought it was I thought it was fabulous, fantastic. Um, a new Violet by Design vignette aired. Uh, Eric Young and Diener were initiating a group of trainees. Young demanded to be called the designer. Diener beat up a couple of them when they called him by the wrong name. And uh, Young demanded the rest uh, chant, I am violence. So he introduced each person and asked them what their name was. And they said that their name was violence. Um, I didn't recognize any of these people, um, but I, I, you know, they're still using the manic Constasaro in the background. I think it's filmed pretty well. Um, but yes. uh, other than, and 
I'm interested to see where they go with it, but everybody that was in the crowd there, they did not look like wrestlers. Um, the Some were quite portly. Most were quite small. Uh, there was nobody in there that I was like, I didn't recognize anybody from the indie scene or from any other promotion. It just looked like a bunch of randos uh, wearing hoodies outside of a big house. The production is really good. The production of the Eric yeah. Young stuff is always good. Yeah. Um, I was really hoping we were done with this. And now doing this like pseudo Spartacus thing, it's kind of like, I don't know, man, it's corny. I'm really, I was talking to my, my WWE buddy today and we were, nah, I won't bring, I won't get into that. But I mean, we're both, let's just put it this way. The, uh, there's a lot of Bray Wyatt knockoff stuff going on right now. over a lot of places and none of it is, is great. Yeah. You know? So eh, I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of Eric Young doing yeah. this thing. I, I was ready for him to be a baby face again. Me too. Really or just something different. Like, I just wanted something. I feel like I just can't listen to Eric Young cut the same, like, warbling promo, like, for the next eight months. Yeah. Uh, Scott Demore approached Mike Bailey backstage. He congratulated Bailey. Okay, so first he made Bailey seem like he was in trouble, and Bailey goes, oh, no, Scott, did I do something wrong? Am I in trouble? Com- making him like a look like a total pussy. Like, they completely castrated this poor guy on TV, and I was just like, yeah, we're already like he's a great wrestler, um, but we're having trouble with his charisma. And then you guys make him say this bullshit. Like, what are we doing? Like, this guy's supposed to be a kind. Like, he doesn't have to be like a bad motherfucker completely, but like at least make him seem like he's somewhat tough. Like, he shouldn't be afraid that he's in trouble, right? He's can, a champion. Can he be cool? Like, yeah. Can he be like a like? Can he can he be like one of the Van Dam characters from like Kickboxer or something like that? Yeah. Well, I thought so. I always thought they were trying to go for the George St. Pierre thing, like put the guy in a suit, clean him up a little bit, and then make him be like an old school, like professional world champion. Like he's a serious wrestler. The guy can't be a character, right? He just doesn't have that skill set. So just put him in a suit, make him look nice. He's like a like a a classic world champion wrestler, and and he kicks people's heads off. I uh, think that's cool. I, he's a really good wrestler. I I I mentioned before that I just. What is speedball? Like I just he came off like such a weenie in this in this. I mean, he did it just wasn't. I mean, like again, most wrestlers shouldn't act, but we got to try. And I appreciate the effort. I really do. I like them trying yeah. something, but I think you got to look at it and go, man, this isn't working, right? Like, yeah. it it just. I don't know what the effect was trying to, but he seemed like a kid in trouble with the principal, but like acting like, like doing community theater, like he was in trouble with the principal. Yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. Um, and then, um, I match was good to more. Yeah. Well, yeah, the match was great to more than tried to his best to carry the rest of the segment, do all the talking. And he had a lot to get in here because he announced that delirious would be at victory road to challenge him. Ooh. And then he also got a call from uh, Jacksonville. Because uh, Frankie, the future Kazarian, is returning to his past once again after his big swan song. Two months later, he is back. He's back in Impact. He'll be part of the Triple Threat Revolver match featuring Trey Miguel, Kenny King, um, Black Tarus, Laredo Kid, who he announced as being for outside Impact from AAA. They've been here for like two years, but I, I just go with it. Okay. They also announced um, Alex Zane is from Japan, and I'm fairly yeah, certain ja- he's from Kentucky. 
Yeah, one of my favorite Japanese wrestlers and Alex Zane, Alex and of Zane. course, uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Yuya Yuimura, uh, and then Mia Yim. I guess we're doing intergender crap. So, uh, but the Triple Threat Revolver match. Are you familiar with what that is? Yeah, to be honest, think, no, I'm not. Okay, so so I you know I have to look up. So I'm sure somebody will DM us and let us know what event that they debuted at. But it was during the pandemic. It was right before you and I started podcasting. Okay. So the Triple Threat Revolver. It's basically like kind of a gauntlet match, but it starts with three people right doing a triple threat match and then as one person gets pinned another person comes down and then they continue the triple threat so it's like like an elimination style and they get six people in there eventually and they go all the way down till there's one person left and that's josh that's how josh alexander won his number one contenders match to get to the x division title in uh in 2020 uh 2021 i'm sorry uh, I thought it was out. I thought it was outstanding. It's and it's Impact original, uh, new new era Impact. They created this match. Um, I love the match. Um, and I'm excited for this one. Uh, intergender is not really my thing, but Mia Yim's a good worker, so we could probably work around that a little bit. So, um, and they got a lot of good workers in the match with her. So, I I usually dog on the triple threat stuff, but that sounds really cool. Like that's a nice yeah. spin on on an overdone concept. To be quite frankly, um, big fan yeah. actually. I'm I'm excited to yeah. see this match now more than I was before. Right, and it's been a year and a half since they've done it, and I I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the last one anyway. It was a it's like the first time anybody had introduced a new style of match in a while. Like it's AEW hard. had a lot of ideas like originally, but they were like spin spinoffs of different matches that have already occurred, like the Casino Roy Battle Royale, the Casino Ladder Match, and with all the the spades and jacks and queens and kings and all that stuff. So this was but this was something different than Impact could do, and I really enjoyed it. Casino Battle Royale kind of sucks as a concept. Casino Ladder Match yeah. kind of works. I like the staggered entrances in a ladder match. That's like yeah. the only interesting match that they've created over there. Impact yeah. has a long tradition of, of creating interesting matches. So they do. Uh, having I, I missed this one last, so it's in just before I got back in full time. So I'm I'm really curious, especially with the talent involved. This should be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, next we go to kind of a, a nothing match, but it was. Geared towards an angle, so I'm going to go ahead and forgive the match, but it was a Decay versus uh, Steve Macklin and Moose. Um, and it was a, can they coexist uh, between Moose and Macklin? And wouldn't you know it, uh, they could not coexist. Um, Macklin bumped into Moose and then got hit with a dreaded roll-up by Black Tarus. Um, and then after the match, they're arguing a little bit, Moose and uh, Macklin, and then they're interrupted by Sammy Callahan from uh, from the balcony. And he threw it to a video where where Moose was uh, on the on Facetime with his lawyer and saying asking if he had any um, legal obligation to Steve Macklin. They said, "Well, did you sign anything? And did you offer him anything?" Well, he goes, "I offered him something, but I planned on screwing him anyway, like I did to Morrissey." I howled. I was like, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I and then they kicked it to another video where Macklin was essentially saying the same thing, like he could not wait to screw Moose. And I was like, you know what, Impact. Good for you. They did a co- can they coexist situation where both heels are actual pieces of shit, and they proved they are pieces of shit. And uh, it turns out, no, they they can't trust each other. So now they're going into this triple threat match, triple threat barbed wire match where nobody likes anybody. Which I I'm I'm glad they finally got there. But and they they finally explained why Macklin's even in this uh, situation. So I like it. I love the angle. I thought the yeah. angle was really good. I'm going to nitpick something, though, because when I was watching, I'm like, wow, Moose has the cleanest Zoom call I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like, yeah. I wish they would have just done an actual Zoom call because it's impact. Yeah. I mean, I'll trade stuff later. I think that's the case, especially with Sammy being the hacker. You could have, like, yeah. found the footage and it would have looked better. This just looked like they filmed it and edited it. So I think that well, was 
a they, little bit of a loss. They did have they did have Artie Evans, like a little picture did, of Artie Evans. They on did, the bottom, so. but it was clearly like, but they shot it with their cams. It was clean, like the images oh, okay. were clean. Like we're on. Remember, <laughs> remember our shows when we used to do Zoom and like they were all yeah. ugly looking. Like it wasn't ugly enough. Like that's an opportunity you can utilize that production wise. I was like, oh, it's kind of a miss, but the angle was was good. I really liked it. Um, we finally moved forward with this storyline and I think yes. we've been needing it. Like, I feel like this has been dragging for a while. Asterisk unplugged my computer. Um, I, I like that. I like this. I really do. Get out of there, dog. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. The, the match was basically a nothing match, but it led to the angle. And I think the angle saved everything. And we finally got, we finally got where we were going with this, uh, with this whole situation. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought everybody played their parts well. Uh, and I like the fact that, that, that heels like, cause in the old days, all the heels stuck together and all the baby faces stuck together. But in modern era, like heels are bad to everybody. <laughs> like, like they're willing to team up with other bad people, but they'll turn on each other because they're not trustworthy. One of my favorite adages for, for writing is there's no honor among thieves, right? It's such a yes. great, it's such a great, thought process to go on when creating villains right because mm-hmm. the villains should only have should only be looking out for themselves like especially like two irredeemable pieces of shit like macklin and moose <laughs> like fuck yeah. i love it it's great yeah yeah you, you know what I, I i was thinking uh sometimes i think of like skits and stuff that you could do and like just in like tv shows movies and then i i sometimes will think about skits that that i could like write in wrestling and one of the ones i was just like you know what moose should do because moose is like moose has no business being in a barbed wire match he is a professional athlete he's the highest paid guy in the company he dresses to the nines he's got the shredded body uh, he should just go to Scott Demore next week, right? And then Uncle Scott, if you're listening, Moose should come to Scott next week and be like, "He goes, Scott, why, why, why the hell am I even in this match? Look, I hired Steve Macklin to help take out Sammy. He took out Sammy, and all of a sudden, we're still doing this thing. And now you got me in a barbed wire match with these two crazy white motherfuckers. Have you ever seen Sammy Callahan? Like the guy stinks. He's always bleeding. He's always scratched up. And then Steve Macklin's actually killed motherfuckers. And now I'm in a match with this guy. I should be in the world title match. I'm the best. I'm the highest paid guy here. I'm the best athlete in the entire company. You got me doing this shit. Like that's what Moose should be doing right now. I agree. I agree with you. I agree. And and uh he should say crazy white motherfuckers like that would kill, I think, would be a great line. Because you could bleep it and it would work. I would I would laugh. (laughs) I would laugh forever if Moose actually said crazy white motherfuckers on impact. I would. I would never. I would tweet about it for weeks. (laughs) I would. I'd be like, Moose called you up crazy white motherfucker. Like I would never. I would tell everybody I know. I'd be be at school looking at kids. Did you know Moose called a kid a crazy white motherfucker? Like I would be saying that to people. Yeah, um, but yeah, that, that uh, I think all that worked. It, did. Um, it was good. Yep. Yeah, we got some video recaps, and then all of a sudden we go to uh, Rosemary, Taya, and Jessica argued over who fault it was that Taya lost to uh, Chelsea Green, and then Rosemary Mine. said that my fault. Je- That's who yes. tried to watch it. My fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Rosemary said that Jessica still needs to prove her loyalty. Uh, I've been liking the Jessica character. I did not care for the skit though. I went nowhere. Spin the wheels. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I guess we'll find out what's going on next week. Um, and then uh, Killer Kelly defeated Alicia. So, quick squash with Tasha Steele's on commentary. Thoughts? Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like watching you know, Killer Kelly wrestle. Yeah, that's me too. And Alicia Edwards does a good job at losing. Um, she She's actually like become my favorite enhancement talent because that's what they use her for, right? She'll yeah. do a couple storylines with Eddie here and there, and then she just gets her ass kicked by, you know, the better women in the promotion, which is, and she's good at it. So she, yeah, she is, and people like her. 
Like yeah. she's she seems like like a genuinely nice person. She's so very heels beat her. Yeah, when heels beat her up, like mm-hmm. she gets the sympathy and it puts heat on the heels. I mm-hmm. I think it's cool. And every once in a while, like she'll just show up and kick somebody's ass with like a Singapore cane and stuff like that. So, but you need because uh, you, you got to get some yeah. the credibility, make people happy. No, she's um she's one of the few like legitimately likable people in wrestling that doesn't have to lie and say they they're saving dogs from burning buildings to garner yeah. sympathy from people. Like she's legitimately like well liked so yeah i like wish yeah and then we go to the the joe henry comedy vignette and i promise you i i was not expecting what i was about to get so the video starts and i'm like i didn't know i th- i honestly thought that we were watching a trailer for a gravitas ventures movie <laughs> some crappy gravitas movie yeah. because the acting was bad it was super campy and i thought it was like a gravitas movie and then um so i had no idea what i was getting myself into but i'm watching it and i'm like well and it's on i'm watching on the youtube stream so i'm like this isn't just a normal commercial this is a part of the show so it's either movie trailer that they're promoting or it's like um like a poorly filmed sketch and then they they keep going they got this old man he's dying um and he's getting ready to say a word all of a sudden music kicks on a chair goes flying and uh, in comes joe hendry with some bleach blonde hair singing i believe in joe hendry's song and i was like this is so fucking good i just i was at my desk at work just laughing my ass off uh people were like like looked over like what's he doing over there and i was just like giggling um i i really enjoyed this uh they won me over on the, the very first vignette i wish gravitas did stuff this entertaining <laughs> Yeah. Whoever shot that, I don't know who shot that. If Joe Henry did that on his own, or if the company did it, or what. But it was a great job. It was a really good yeah. job. And whoever did the music, it great. sounded like like it was cheesy, but it was like super prof- professional, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like they even had like musically, like not just the singing, but the actual like um, like the I don't know how we need Godzilla. He's an actual musician to teach us this stuff. But like the the number, uh, what what do you call it? like just the instrument instrumental in the background? I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I thought it was all great. Yeah. So uh, great job, Ben Great job, Joe Henry. I'm excited to see what they do with him. Uh, next match, we got the OGK. They defeated uh, Josh Alexander and Rich Swan by DQ to retain the World Tag Team Championship. Uh, this is one of those matches where nobody could lose. So they did a DQ where um, at one point, um, Eddie Edwards had hit uh, Josh Alexander with a Singapore cane from the outside while the referee was distracted. Um, they thought the referee was still distracted, and then Heath came in to hit his hit his finishing move on, uh, I think it was Taven, and, uh, but the referee caught him and uh, disqualified everybody. So there you go. I like the look on Josh's face at Heath, like, you dumb motherfucker. So you want to know where this is going, JD? I'm, I'm going to put, put on my Booker hat. Um, we saw you are wearing hit. a hat. Uh, that is true. Well, it's because I gotta look at this. I gotta cover that up. My Fair. my hairline's my hairline's worse than that girl in the Hendry videos. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Sorry, that was inappropriate. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so uh, Heath is going heel. I I think I think by either like at Bound for Glory or after Bound for Glory, Heath's going heel. He's joining up with Honor No More. Boy, okay, I have two thoughts on that. One, he's so hot right now yes. as a baby face. He's one of the yep. few legitimately loved, loved, and I've been saying it for months. Why? But like, so I think doing it would be dangerous. But the best time to turn somebody is when they're super hot and over like this. I am curious. Like, at first, I was ready to poo poo that, but alas, 
there might be yeah. something there. Uh, we need heals, so we do. I am, Man. I'm on board with with turning, even if it's just temporarily, like to do something with Josh. I'm, a, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. He's never, uh, he's never really been a heel. Like I know he was doing the three man band, but he was like, a oh, oh, heel. oh, good sir. He's a founding member of the Nexus, my friend. Well, he yeah, was. but you know, I yeah, know, I but Wade, Wade Barrett and Daniel yeah. Bryan were like the, he was like on the, okay. he was like one of the guys running into okay. people's fists. Okay. Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson got fired the first night and then they brought him back immediately <laughs> as a baby true. face. So they, he they had did, a yeah. far bigger role in the Nexus than, than Brian, even though Brian's the, the one who did the thing that everybody talks about when they talk about the Nexus, but Heath, yeah. Heath's OG Nexus and, um, yeah, that's 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 it. My my good. Thing that that, that was it. There. Well, he had the the three man band, but they were a comedy heels. They're so comedy. They, everybody I mean, everybody liked them. So. The fact that the fact that McIntyre was able to overcome that and become like, granted, they kind of torpedoed him two weeks ago, but the fact that he was able to get to that level after all of that, it says a lot about the performer that Drew McIntyre truly is. Well, and it says a lot about the redeeming qualities that you can get if you leave WWE and come to Impact, which is what happened with uh, Drew Galloway. So, nice play. Uh, to- nice totally play. redeemed his career. Um, speaking of redeeming their careers, OGK, uh, I thought they were looking good here. I thought this was a good match until the finish. I don't hate the finish because it wasn't the main event, and we're just getting we're, we were getting to another match. Yeah. So uh, the guy, the guy, whoever wrote this on the Observer said it was overbooked. It's like, come on, it's pro wrestling. It's Impact. We're overbooked. Yeah. We're all, everything's overbooked. It's what we do. Yeah, yeah, you got you you gotta you gotta weave all these other different storylines. Yeah, it's in. TV. People use the yeah. term overbook and they don't know what overbook means, right? Yeah, everything has. I mean, like, watch MMA. If all you want watch, is nothing but clean finishes, and right. like that's that's it, not wrestling. If, yeah, if you want fake MMA, you're not going to get it in Impact or AEW. Like, overbooked. Have you watched Dynamite? Like, there's always chaos going on, and it yes. should be that way. It should be that way. And then you, you want your world title matches clean if you can get them, right? And you're, if you're paying for a big-time main event or most of your main events, you want those a bit clean. But on the undercard, you know, have fun. Just go look up Rings videos on YouTube. Like, if you if that really yeah. bothers you that much, just check out some Akira Maeda Rings stuff. You'll feel a lot better about life. And just let, let pro wrestling be pro wrestling. That's right. Uh, Zicky Dice delivered a pizza to Jordan Grace backstage. <laughs> Hell of a a segue. (laughs) And then, uh, (laughs) oh man, I am the king of the segue. Uh, Zicky Dice delivered a pizza. (laughs) I'm sorry, that struck me so funny. Uh, Grace's locker room wall was still covered with pictures of uh, Grace. She never cleaned up her uh, her locker room from the previous week, I guess. And uh, Zicky Dice. Zicky Dice said that uh, if uh, he hand delivered a package for her, and it was a picture of uh, Max the Impaler. I guess uh, she was on Ring of Honor, right? She she did some Ring of Honor. She did some Indies. You know, you know, Dark. three all of a sudden Delirious shows up, and Ring of Honor people start filtering in. <laughs> Joe, Joe Hendry and Max the Impaler. Uh, who knows? It's, I think something's cooking up with uh, PCO and uh, Vincent. Um, I, I think they're you know, heading down a righteous path with those two guys. So you know who, who made knows? you know who made PCO the world champion, don't you? Yeah, Hunter Johnston. Yeah. Um, but uh, so the pick your poison match with uh, that uh, the the person that Masha Slamovich is picking is uh, Max the Impaler. I'm not too familiar with. Her. I, she has a cool look. That's all I know they, about her. They they have a cool look. I play. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. They they're uh, prone. They prefer pronoun. They okay. 
So you say I, I'm literally I I'm not trying so. to be a dick. No, no, no. I believe I, I'm so. literally, I believe, okay. I believe Max Impaler is non-binary and, and goes by. Okay, I didn't I didn't know that. And no, I know. That, just, that yeah. you can explain it to me offline because I don't know the terminology. So I'm I not trying to be a jerk right now. I'm just no. not educated. So if I'm offending people, I apologize. No, I just don't want to I just don't want to get the uh the emails <laughs> and messages that be like, you guys are dicks, man. So I'm gonna No, no, please right email now. me and message me and educate me because I am not educated in this subject. So I I don't I don't understand the world. So um, um so here's a, so here's a thing else can tell me yeah i'm not a not a huge fan of their work but okay um look wise look wise i think it will be great i think jordan will lift them up and do some really cool looking stuff to them right i think it's okay. going to be a really good warm-up to get to the slamovich match so i'm i like the booking actually okay cool um dig it dig it love the look though love the look so okay, we'll, so we'll see I'm i not sure about the talent I, not sure I, about the I, talent so I messaged you about this because I said that Impact did not, yes. in fact, use actual like, like I said to you, like they used camera mic. Again, I've been doing this for twenty some years. I know what I'm. I know when I hear it. This was the audio, the wild audio. The audio picked up because every camera's got a mic built into it, and you can tell because it's far away and the disc, the sound is different. Like when you have a boom mic, that thing floats just above the shots. So you can get a more full sound. Like when I'm closer to the microphone, when I'm further away from the microphone you get a different type of sound. And this was much right. more airy. So um, this is a television show and they didn't use real audio sound in it. And that drove me up the wall. Like, the cameras looked fine this week, but now we can't get our audio sunk. So it's astounding. Are they able, get... Hey, are they able to adjust the white balance in post-production? Because since yeah. that first week, we haven't had the problem. Yeah, they're able to. It's harder. Okay. I mean, it's harder. Should... Like you can color correct, and it's it's more. It's way more work in editing than it is on the camera. Like in the camera, so I... you push a button. Like editor can get, but it's it's effort. So do I, I? I think I deserve a little credit here, and I'll tell you why. I actually messaged their post production people. Really? <laughs> well, it was it was a public mess. It was a comment, I guess, because they were having a conversation, and I said, "Hey, who who the hell's in charge of white balancing your cameras?" Oh, I did see that and, actually, and they and they never responded to me. But the following week, it's all it all looks great. Like they, they it does. In the post. Yeah, it does. So so uh, one more time, who's in charge of sound mixing? Because that yes, was yes, that was, and especially in that segment too, which is all comedy. You need to hear it. So yeah. Not a fan, but the skate was funny. What's up with pizza being all over pro wrestling this week? I know we we had the little Luigi Pizza guy on AEW Dynamite, and we so we had two scenes in Dynamite that were exactly the same, but one was executed pretty well, the other one was executed poorly. The first one being the pizza guy got knocked out with uh, Ethan Page coming from outside the camera shot and just knocking the guy out, and then uh, and uh, lamb basting Pearl Marvez right, and then we had another one where Pac is doing an interview with Marvez and then Orange Cassidy throws the worst-looking punch, whiffs on the punch, and then uh, poor Pac just fell down and sold it. And that was pre-recorded, I believe. So they could have edited that. Or was it not pre I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I have no I'm idea. Not sure but nobody... back... I'm not sure if their backstage stuff is live or pre-recorded. But it, either way, it, was... it looked like shit. It, it looked bad. So um... Ethan Bates did a good job. Yeah, yeah. Well, he always does great. Um, Heath apologized to Alexander and Swan backstage for costing them the tag titles. Uh, Scott Demore then booked Alexander Swan and Heath versus Eddie Edwards, uh, Bennett and Taven. I think Edwards, Bennett, and Taven are going to be a trio going forward. Um, come Bound for Glory. I just got a feeling there. I'm okay and I with like that. that. 
I like that trio. I just don't think Kenny King fits with them. And I think that uh, Vincent and PCO kind of are better doing their own thing. Or if they're going to keep the group alive, they can do it kind of like AEW and New Japan's groups where you're kind of the like sub-groups. affiliated, but you do your you do your different things. You know, they could do stuff like that. But, your house of um, torture. Yes. Yeah. House of Chaos, House of Torture, mm-hmm. Blackpool Combat Club. Um, Mickey James uh, defeated Hyen. Hyen's a local uh, local indie wrestler. Uh, are you familiar with her work? I've never yeah, seen, I've seen her before. I've seen her stuff in okay. AEW. She's solid. She's all right. Okay. Cool. Um, and then Giselle Shaw came to the ring and uh, after the match and uh, challenged Mickey James to Victor Road. And I'm pretty excited about that match. Giselle Shaw's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the match with Mickey and Hyen wasn't very good. I didn't think Mickey was on top of her game here. I thought she actually missed a couple moves and looked a bit slow, but I think that Giselle Shaw will get the best out of Mickey. So looking forward to that. I think we don't like talking about this, but I think Mickey's kind of lost the fastball a little bit, unless she's in there with like top, top talent. Like I, Deanna, Deanna last year, her had some great matches, but Deanna's, Deanna might be the best women's wrestler in the world, like legitimately. Like at least in the North America, yeah, at least in North. I, I don't know enough I, about Japan, so. I, I think I think an argument can be made. Yeah. yeah. And our friend, uh, our friend Scott uh, Scotty Wrestling will educate us one day when we have him on. Correct. Which we that's will why be I doing that, That's why I pulled it back and said in, in North America. Um, yeah. And then same with uh, with with Giselle Shaw. I think she'll get a good match out of her. But like here, like Hyen's solid, but you know, there's a reason she hasn't been picked up anywhere. She's not bad, but she's not you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's room to grow there, I would say. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then we had a scary PCO video package with um, with a Vincent, which I don't know what's going on, but I like it. I don't know why I like it. It's entertaining, but I don't, I don't understand it. Vincent's good at this stuff. Like um, in Ring of Honor, his whole gimmick was the horror king. Like, you know, he did like the, the it balloons and stuff like that. So he's actually really good at this kind of stuff. Um, I actually prefer him doing this stuff than Eric Young, to be quite frank. I, you know what? I, I thought that his performance was a little bit better than Eric's. Yeah. Uh, he's, I think I think Eric just Eric comes off as very um theatrical, right? Like he's really playing yeah. for the cheap seats, whereas Vincent, um, a little bit more subdued. So Vincent and Matt Taven had a feud in uh, I guess the pandemic Last, era, right? Lasted forever. Yes. Yeah. So they they had a steel cage match. Was that one? Was that pretty good? Because I was thinking about going back and finding that. Mm, I don't remember the cage it. match. I remember the ladder match they had. Okay. Um, the ladder match was is the Ring of Honor pandemic era stuff is not very good because it's like dead silent. Right? Okay. Like, you know because how they didn't it, put in the fake noise, right? Yeah, they didn't put in the fake noise, and when they did the pure tournament, it worked okay because it was like more you know, reality based. Their plunder matches in that era, man, they were they were really hard to watch then. I imagine going back and looking at it, probably not great. I'm sure the work is fine, but it's it's weird watching people do pro wrestling with no noise around them, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we had that with Impact too. So uh, for like a good six months. So yeah. Um next week on Impact, we got uh, Guja versus Brian Myers in a ladder match, and then Ozzy Open versus the Motor City Machine Guns. So looking forward to that. Um, and we go to our main event. It is hold on. Oh, I got it. I have the, the thing here this week. Hold on. We have a thing. No, well, this is bad radio. Sorry. We have a thing. Uh, I'll, I'll keep talking while Mike. Fig- oh, there we go. Oh, oh, the overlay. The overlay. <laughs> just, just for the overlay. All right. I, we, I, I need a producer that is willing to work for nothing. Sorry. Um, so the Motor City Machine Guns, they uh, defeated the Good Brothers, uh, Doc Gallows and uh, Carl Anderson. And I would say 
one of the Good Brothers better matches uh, since they've been with Impact. Um, probably one one of their their best matches. So this is the big send off for Gallows and Anderson. I liked the match, uh, and I, I I think we're gonna get Motor City Machine Guns challenging OGK down the road. Obviously not at Victory Road, but maybe a Bound for Glory there. But uh, what'd you think? Mathas is really good. Like we've been we've been hard on old Doc and Carl these last couple months. Where they seem like they're just checked out. Um, I think the guns just bring out the best in everybody, man. I really do. Yeah. I think this was a good match. And I think it was a good. I think um, I think the Good Brothers kind of went out strong, right? Like there was times they looked really good, and there was times they looked like they were cashing paychecks. But I think the last match in the company for a while went out went out good. I was really happy with this match. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we have to transition over to Patreon now. We've just finished our review and uh, we're actually going to, we'll, we're going to talk about the legacy of the good birds in impact wrestling. And, you know, it, it's actually like you know, a lot of people, if they only know what this on TV, um, you probably wouldn't have a very high opinion, but, uh, a lot, a, a lot of growth was made under, under, or with them in the company. So a lot of the cool things we got to see in impact uh, were a direct result of, of the good brothers being in the company. So uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about the, the PWI 500, the very legitimate list of wrestlers, uh, top 500 wrestlers. There's some impact folks on there and uh, we're going to see if we'd uh, agree or disagree brace for debate uh, about Ooh. the number one overall wrestler. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see how we feel there. I haven't even told JD we're doing this. And no, then, I'm not prepared. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do because I just now decided we're gonna do it, and oh. then um, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, Kenny Omega uh, shot his mouth off in uh, AEW, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Former Impact Champion Kenny Omega, maybe he'll come back to Impact one day. 